Hey food eaters, what's happening? It's time for another Food Labels Revealed podcast, episode number 87. I'm your host, Mel Weinstein, your self-absorbed, self-possessed, and self-professed prophet of processed foods. Well, the clock is ticking and time is winding down. When I launched the podcast back in 2016, I wasn't sure whether it would last or not. I didn't know if it would even have an audience. I had no idea of the vastness of the topics that I could research and talk about. Back at the beginning, I intentionally numbered the episodes with three digits, thinking about how cool it would be to someday create the 100th show, and then maybe end the series. Now, at 87 episodes and 38,000 downloads later, that goal is within reach. In a little over a year, I'll be there. After that, the Food Labels Revealed podcast won't necessarily disappear, but it will certainly morph into something different. Starting next month, I'll talk about a tributary that I'll travel down for a while. Something new, hopefully. Something you'll find entertaining and educational. The first episode in 2016, that was a long time ago, was entitled Breakfast, Kellogg's vs. Mom's Cereals. Back then, I was amazed at the zillion choices that Americans had to select breakfast cereals. Most of those choices were bad. High sugar, low-quality grains, and super-processed ingredients. These cereals targeted the ignorant, namely children. Those nutritionally deficient cereals should have been displayed in the snack section of the grocery stores. But instead, they had their own full-length aisle stacked on both sides. In that episode, I mentioned cruising up and down the cereal aisle at my local supermarket. I counted 162 items in the natural food section and 248 items in the mainstream aisle for a total of 410 choices. Even more amazing was that there were several handfuls of cereals that had survived since my childhood in the 1950s. Cereals like Kellogg's Fruit Loops corn pops, and frosted flakes, as well as General Mills Cheerios and Tricks. I focused on the nutritional and ingredient analyses of polar opposites, the highly sugared Kellogg's Apple Jacks versus the healthy mom's best toasted wheatfuls. Here in 2024, I thought I'd ask the question, has anything changed in the cereal world? Let's take a deep dive into four new cereals that have recently hit the marketplace either as revamped oldies or brand new products. First up is General Mills Reese's Puffs Peanut Butter Lovers Breakfast Cereal. Notice the unwieldy long name, a fairly recent innovation in the commercial food industry. This junkie cereal has been around for a while. Launched in 1994, it became quite popular. Who doesn't like chocolate mixed with peanut butter? This is an example of the ever-growing phenomenon of co-branding, where combining the products of two different companies creates a super popular result. In this case, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups 
a candy company owned by Hershey, partnered with General Mills. Here's what the company has to say about this cereal. Quote, It's chocolate. It's peanut butter. It's hard to put down. Bite into real Reese's peanut butter and Hershey's cocoa for an unbelievably yummy bowl of sweet, crunchy corn puffs that the whole family will love. End quote. Let's look at the ingredients. Not counting the vitamins and minerals for nutritional enrichment and fortification, there are 22 total ingredients. Not an outrageous number compared to other highly processed foods. This is a corn-based cereal, so it's not surprising that whole grain corn is the number one ingredient. But corn shows up in two other places. Number nine, cornstarch, and number ten, cornmeal. Almost all cereals are laden with salt, sugar, and fat to appeal to the American palate. In this case, salt shows up twice on the label. Sugar appears in four places as plain sugar, molasses, dextrose, and corn syrup. Fat appears in four forms as peanut oil, canola oil, sunflower oil, and then vitamin E to preserve freshness. The cereal contains both natural and artificial flavors, but as usual, the actual flavors are not listed. From a health perspective, natural flavors are favored over artificial or synthetic ones. However, General Mills partially reneged on a promise they made in 2015. From a New York Times article in that year, quote, General Mills is dropping artificial colors and flavors from its cereals, the latest company to respond to a growing desire for food made with ingredients people see as natural. The company said on Monday that Trix and Reese's Puffs will be among the first cereals to undergo the changes. As a result, the reformulated Trix cereal later this year will be made with four colors instead of six, said Kate Gallinger, cereal developer for General Mills. The company said 90% of its cereals will have no artificial ingredients by the end of 2016. End quote. General Mills did live up to its promise to remove artificial colors from the cereal. How about the nutritional profile? In a single serving, one cup, there are four and a half grams of total fat. That's fairly low. There are zero milligrams of cholesterol. Great. The sodium content is 250 milligrams or 11% of the daily recommended amount. That's a little high for a single small bowl of cereal. Total carbs are 29 grams, which is 74% of the serving. Very typical of grain-based products. The fiber content is 2 grams. Typical for the American diet, but very low for good intestinal health. The added sugars equal 12 grams, which is all the sugar in the cereal. That equates to 31% of the cereal by weight. The Reese's cereal is heavy in the sweet department. There is a little bit of protein, 3 grams, but not enough to scream for joy. Overall, there seem to be some improvements in this revamped cereal that favor better health. 
I particularly like that there are no artificial preservatives or colors, but the non-disclosure of the flavors is not favorable for consumers that may have sensitivities or allergies to them. The number two cereal review is another oldie with a makeover, Tricks Cereal Trolls with Marshmallows from General Mills. I was just leaving my toddler years when the original version of this cereal hit the store shelves. It was 1954. Trix was the first fruit-flavored cereal. The corn puffs came in three colors, raspberry red, orange-orange, and lemony yellow. The Trix rabbit, which became a worldwide icon, didn't promote the cereal until 1959. Thanks to TV, most kids loved that rabbit because he was always desperately after the corn puffs, only to be told that tricks was for kids. That cartoonish rabbit sold a bunch of cereal for General Mills. I'm going to recite the name of the cereal again. Notice its complexity. Tricks Cereal Trolls with Marshmallows. It's not just a boring old cereal. Trolls are promoting it. The puffs are irregularly shaped with a rainbow palette of seemingly fluorescent colors. And did you hear me say marshmallows? The company feels no need to hide it. This cereal has candy in it, as boldly stated on the front of the box. Here is a review from one serious cereal lover. Quote, I can say that I'm generally surprised that marshmallows and tricks work a lot better than just about every other cereal that's tried the gimmick recently. See, there's a certain point where adding sweetness to sweetness breaches the border between pleasantry and impending dentistry. But because tricks, albeit sweet, is perhaps the most citrusy conventional cereal out there, the subtle tang of orange and lemon presents a sharper contrast with the straight-up sweet marbits, which pop into each bite like the cream in a lemony pie, end quote. So what the heck are marbits? I had to look that up. Marbits is short for marshmallow bits. See the YouTube video with two adult reviewers who haven't graduated from childhood yet. Ingredients, please. Not counting the added minerals and vitamins, there are 20 substances in the Trix cereal. It too is corn-based, so whole grain corn tops the list. But corn also shows up as corn meal and corn starch. So far, the cereal sounds pretty similar to the Reese's Puffs product. Is there any sugar in it? Of course. You know, what kind of question is that? It is table sugar, corn syrup, and dextrose. And as expected, it contains salt and refined canola oil. To create all the vibrant colors in the cereal, a slew of artificial colors is used. But there is one natural color, turmeric, a yellow-orange color, thrown in for good measure. However, the artificiality doesn't stop there. To create the fruity flavors, a combination of natural and, and artificial flavors is used. Once again, General Mills broke its promise from 2015 by continuing to use artificial colors and flavorings. Where are the marshmallows? 
They're not actually listed as such on the ingredient list, but the following substances are used to create them. Sugar, corn syrup, and gelatin. Overall, this new Trick cereal is a very industrialized product and young bodies probably shouldn't be exposed to it. What can be said nutritionally about this cereal? Well, it's, it's low in fat, 1.5 grams per serving. That's a good thing. It has no cholesterol unless milk is used. Another good thing. It's very high carb at 88%. Not so good. It's low in fiber at 2 grams per serving. All the sugar in the cereal, 12 grams or 30%, is added sugar. There's a small amount of protein at 2 grams per serving. The app, Open Food Facts, lists Twix cereal as an ultra-processed food with poor nutritional quality and a high environmental impact. The third cereal up for review comes from Kellogg's and has one of the strangest names ever given to a cereal. Eat your mouth off. Yeah, you heard me right. Eat your mouth off. There are two flavors, fruity and chocolate. These products are actually a company spin-off and are represented by their own website. These products look like an attempt by Kellogg to redeem itself before the eyes of the world by making an alternative, healthier cereal. Unfortunately, the ridiculous name may turn consumers off. After all, if this cereal makes you eat your mouth off, how are you going to eat the cereal? Also, as we'll see, beneficial nutritional qualities are lacking. Here's a quote from Food Dive, an internet magazine for the food industry. Quote, as a newly spun-off company following its launch as a fully cereal business last year, W.K. Kellogg Company is aiming to redefine its role in the breakfast space as one that provides nutritious offerings, end quote. Well, let's see about that. Here is the ingredient reveal for the chocolate variety. There are only 11 ingredients. Oddly, there is no whole grain in the list. The top ingredient is soy protein isolate, a very industrialized food substance. The cereal is promoted as having very high protein. Hence, it also includes pea protein isolate and lentil protein. In fact, there are a whopping 22 grams of protein per serving. That's 55% protein, or 36% of the daily value. Compare that to 2 grams per serving in the earlier examples. Clearly, Kellogg's is trying to take advantage of the recent interest in high-protein diets and supplements like keto and paleo. The fat content at 9 grams per serving, or 1 and a fourth cups, is pretty high. That's without milk. There are a few carbs, 7 grams per serving, provided by modified tapioca starch, another very industrialized food substance. The dietary fiber is a little higher than usual at 5 grams, so that's kind of a good thing. There's no cholesterol, also a good thing. There is no sugar. What? No sugar? Does this cereal taste like cardboard? There is no sugar, but there are sweeteners. Sucralose, 
which is artificial, of course, and stevia, which is a more natural sweetener. So maybe those provide all the sweetness a consumer needs in this cereal. The sodium content is 300 milligrams per serving, which is pretty high. Overall, the seemingly healthy-sounding entry in the cereal world is an ultra-processed gimmick trying to take advantage of the current protein craze, but providing little in the way of nutritional value. In my opinion, it qualifies as a non-food, a category I recently created for the commercial food business. Non-foods are materials that masquerade as foods, but are more like factory creations and were never intended for the human gut. The fourth and last cereal to review is Three Wishes. You probably haven't heard of them. I didn't until I researched this episode. As a cereal company, they just came on the scene in 2019, breaking into the well-established cereal industry with the likes of Kellogg's, General Mills, Post, and Quaker Oats, who all have deep pockets, take some cojones grandes and significant capitalistic faith, if such a thing exists. A young couple, Ian and Margaret Wishingrad from Scarsdale, New York, were frustrated by the limited number of healthy options for their family. After several years of research involving hundreds of recipes, they launched their company with self-financing and then received investments from the co-founders of RX Bar. Margaret Wishingrand is the CEO, the first woman to head a cereal company in the United States. The cereal name, Three Wishes, comes from the founder's last name and the fact that they had one son at the time the company was formed. The cereals are available in Whole Foods, Sprouts, Farmer's Market, Amazon, Wegmans, and grocery stores across New York. Here is what Margaret Wishingrand has to say about their cereals. Quote, Three Wishes is the only cereal on shelves that takes the best parts of cereal and subtracts the worst parts. It's revolutionary for the aisle. We were able to take a product that is nutrient deficient and grain-based and turn it around. We created a grain-free, nutrient-dense, clean ingredient cereal without any compromise on taste. We worked tirelessly on being able to replicate the traditional grain-based cereal experience from the way it tastes to the way it soaks in milk or even turns your milk a fun color. We spent over two years developing the product to make sure that it reminds you of your childhood favorite. We offer cinnamon, honey, unsweetened, cocoa, fruity, and frosted flavors. End quote. Let's take a look at the cocoa flavor. What are the ingredients? There are just eight of them. That's impressive in itself. Instead of grain, the base ingredients are chickpea flour, tapioca flour, and pea protein. For sweetness, organic cane sugar is used, as well as monk fruit, the high-intensity natural sweetener. Rounding out the list is salt and natural flavors. Unfortunately, as in most cereals, the natural flavors are not revealed. On the plus side, though, various allergenic food substances are avoided, such as corn, soy, nuts, wheat, and dairy. The ingredient list does look pretty clean. 
What does the nutritional profile look like? A serving size is 35 grams or about one and a quarter ounces. The total fat is 1.5 grams, which is very low. There is no cholesterol, a good thing. The sodium content is 80 milligrams, very low for a commercial cereal. The carb content is 20 grams or 57%, which is lower than the other cereals that I've reviewed. However, the fiber amount at 3 grams is nothing to write home about. That nutrient could use a boost. The sugar content is also 3 grams, all added sugar, but that's unusually low. The protein composition is 8 grams or 23%, which is significant. Overall, the Three Wishes cereal outperforms most cereals on the market when it comes to the degree of processing and the nutrient content. Unfortunately, I couldn't get a rating uh, since this cereal is not listed in the Open Food Facts app. Let's summarize. I only examined four new or revamped cereals, but there are many more and the marketplace keeps expanding with iterations on a theme. Whether it's clever marketing hype or original offerings, most of them are junk foods. Here's just a short list of them. General Mills Loaded Cereals, which includes Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Tricks, and Cocoa Puffs. There is Mythical Mishmash Cereals. General Mills, again, it offers Gingerbread Toast Crunch and Carmella Creeper and Maple Brown Sugar Checks. Kellogg's came up with Icy Cereal. Quaker Oats has Cap'n Crunch's Birthday Crunch. And finally, there is General Mills IHOP Mini Pancake. And looking back to my childhood, seems like a kid's breakfast hasn't really changed all that much. There are still the overly sugared and salty confections with their bright colors and strange tastes to capture kids' brains who really don't know any better. The massive amounts of advertising spent on hawking cereals is still there. There is the use of media celebrities, cartoon characters, movie icons, and big-time influencers. Some things never change. And there are very few, if any, government or public health officials jumping up and down and screaming about how those unhealthy products are contributing to childhood obesity and to lifestyle diseases. Until the federal government decides to launch a national campaign against unhealthy foods, similar to what was done against the tobacco industry, this trend will just inevitably continue. That's my take on the subject. In reality, we don't have to wait for the government to act on our behalf, but also in reality, most people are lazy and not driven by their own best interests. There are better products out there in the cereal world, but it does require searching them out and making very deliberate decisions. In other words, a personal conscious effort is required. That's it for now, food eaters. See you next month. Look forward to something new and different in this podcast. To all the listeners in podcast land, old and new, I appreciate you tuning in. If you have a little more time, I'd greatly appreciate a five-star rating and a positive review at the iTunes store. I read all of them. Last October, Michelle said, quote, 
I am so glad to have found this podcast. There are a lot of people talking about what's in our food, but Mel actually knows as he has the experience to back up what he's saying. End quote. You can find previous episodes of Food Labels Revealed and their show notes at the hosting website called Podbean. That's located at www.podbean.com or just by Googling Food Labels Revealed. And of course, you can always listen to the podcast on your smartphone or tablet by downloading a podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify. If you think your family, friends, coworkers, or acquaintances might be interested in this podcast, tweet or post a link through your social media outlets to get the word out. If you haven't already, check out my book on Amazon by searching on my name, Mel Weinstein, or Fast Food Ingredients Revealed. Till later, remember this. If you want to eat well and keep yourself healthy, eat food mainly from natural plants, not manufacturing plants. The outro music is a clip from Harlequin, composed by Kevin McLeod. Thank you.